This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Thanks for joining us at the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Michael, we have a question today that to me needs to be nuanced, but I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to read the scripture that directly parallels to this question. So the question is, what are your thoughts concerning submission for a wife? And the passage that I'm thinking they're alluding to or directly questioning is Ephesians 5.22, where it says, wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. So what, what would we say about this submission piece of a wife to her husband? Yeah, let's create a bigger theological picture and then focus and zoom in. There you go. I think that's what we need to do. Submission is one of the most beautiful attributes of God. I got to explain it. Mm -hmm. Of a man and of a woman. It is a hallmark of a mature person. I don't care who you are. Sure. So you have the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let Let me read to you from 1 Corinthians 11. And uh, here's what it says. I want you to understand that the head of every man, actually, he seems to be speaking biologically male here. You'll see why. Yes. That the head of every man is Christ. Now, not just sheer man, but like husband man, right? Mm -hmm. That's the, that seems to be what he's saying here. So every husband has a head and his name is Jesus. And the head of a wife is her husband. Now, again, American culture doesn't like this, but Christianity is not concerned with with being convenient to American culture, but it doesn't stop there. And that the head of Christ is God. Some people who are not familiar with with Scripture will say, isn't Christ God? Whenever Paul uses the word God, he's referring to the Father. Father, And when he refers to Christ or Jesus, he's referring to the Son. Son. He clearly, Paul understands, both is fully God. But the point is this. Even Jesus himself is in submission Submission to the Father. Father. And so submission is a divine attribute. In fact, the Trinity exists because submission exists. So the, the paradigm would be that the Son submits to the Father and the Spirit submits to both the Son and, and the, the Father. Father. And the only reason the holiness of the Trinity can work is because of mutual submission, yes. particularly of the Son and the Spirit. And so what you find is that in everything God touches, from beginning to end, from the Trinity itself to the garden, to Israel, to the judges, to kings, uh, you name it, to the early church. You have the Jesus over the apostles, you even have the three, but then you get the Jerusalem church and James, and you get Timothy in Ephesus and Titus. And, and what you find everywhere you go, that everything God touches from church to Israel to home, in a home, you have a leader and mm-hmm. you have, uh, yeah, so like everywhere you go, there is always a point leader. God doesn't touch anything without point leadership, Sure. period. So this is where there's a rhythm in creation of point leadership makes things function well. Right. So you go into any school, you have a principal, uh, you have chairman of boards, you have CEOs. Like right. Everything that functions well has a head. My dad loved some of his quotes. He said, son, anything with two heads is a freak. 
You always remember that. Yep. What's funny is people get to the church and they're like, you got to have a lead pastor, senior pastor. But when you go to the home and it's like, nope, no nope, leader. We're, we're equal. And I'm like, in okay, every way. Every sports team has a coach and even the coaches have captains on the field. Like That's there's right. never even like subcategories. Teams have a leader and sub teams have leaders. Like every unit that exists mm -hmm. that has a mission has point leadership. Right. It is a rhythm that God has infused into the world. Culturally, um, that gets really confused in the home, uh, in American culture, and I get why. Uh, there's multiple reasons. We won't go into that, but there is one aspect. I'll call it a sliver of the pie of reasons, is that historically the church has used this concept of submission in the home to oppress. Yes. And men— It's been abused. Yeah. That's what it's come down to is that the word submission has been so abused— and it has justified men dominating and domineering their wives in such a way that it's not respectful. Right. It's not loving. Yep. The father never dominates never the son. That. In fact, Jesus in the garden says, Father, um, take this cup from me, if you will. And, yeah. the, and But Jesus had already decided to yes. do this. Like this was mm -hmm. of his own volition. And yet he submitted himself to the ultimate will of the father. Now, it didn't reduce his equality with God. It actually amplified his character. It was a beautiful aspect of his divine attributes. So my bigger picture in saying all this is that submission, anytime it gets put into a negative light, that is a reaction to abuse. Yes. That is not a reaction to the beautiful nature of submission that God has shown us in Jesus Christ. Exactly. And this very word in the original language means to be placed in rank or placed in order, to have things put in order. And it's a military term where... Obviously, we understand military ranks and we understand officers are above enlisted men, but a general is above a captain and a captain is above a lieutenant. From the military standpoint, we understand how this works and how it should. And we see it functionally in the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, as you said earlier. Yep. But somehow when we get to human life, especially when it comes to the role of men and women, it gets real sideways. Yep. And it shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, but it does. And so here's like right before the text, it says, submit yourselves to one another. Yes. Right off the bat, submission is for everybody. But then, yeah. but then what happens in Ephesians 5 is he says, here's what it looks like for the man. Here's what yes. it looks like for the wife. That's so right. So husband, you are to submit all of your desires and your ambitions. Mm -hmm. You are to put yourself as the lowest rank and your job is to serve. Your That's job right. is So like what you want doesn't matter anymore. What mm -hmm. you think is best doesn't matter. And so your job is to defer your desires. Like I love the principle of deference. Yes. It's just this idea that you, you give preference to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so you're in a marriage. If there's a wife who does not feel deferred to or does not or feel like this is what's crazy like i watch this happen with dudes all the time <laughs> they have this like special amount of money that they're allowed to spend and their wives don't say anything they can go play they can go hunt they can go eat but if their wives go do it they're like you spent what yeah right there is this interesting non-equal like just thing that goes on in marriage that, that happens in a marriage yeah i've seen it too right and that is not that's not submission and deference right so the man submits to his wife in one degree right he puts aside his preferences and position to serve and the woman does this in a different way so as the man gives his life for her her job is to defer to him in terms mm -hmm. of spiritual leadership it doesn't mean that she that he is jesus to her or gets to command her around or gets to treat her like dirt. Like there's never a time when 
when Jesus is being abused by the Father or right. oppressed by Never. the Father. Never. And so I just think the very beauty in the context of it is that it is massively taken out of context. But here's where I think it can become very beautiful. When a man gives his life to serve a woman, she she loves it to know yes. that there is protection and encouragement and, and his goal is to wash her with the word and to mm-hmm. set her up and yes. to allow her to flourish. And when a woman um, res- like submits and respects a man, men come alive. Oh, yeah. Paul sums it up like this way. He's like, listen, I'm just going to put words in his mouth for a moment. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to anticipate that this whole submission language is going to get abused and you're going to take it out of context. So Mm -hmm. let me just break it down. Let me tell you what it means in a word for a man to submit to a wife and a wife to submit to a man. Okay. Husbands, love Love, your wives. Love your wives. Wives, respect your husbands. Mm -hmm. You show me a husband who's respected, I'll show you a wife who feels loved. Yes, you show it, it, yes. me a wife who feels loved, I'll show you a husband who feels respected. Yep. And when one of those is when one of those is off a little bit, the whole thing gets Yeah, it gets and so crazy. He's like, let me break it down. I don't know how I, I imagine Paul. I'm gonna just be Paul for a moment. <laughs> American church, I don't know how on God's green earth you took husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and concluded that it was okay to oppress her and but, she's yeah. your slave. How does that happen? Like, where did that go wrong? Yeah. And there are so many variables to that culture and yeah. and stupid things, whatever. But like, I imagine Paul has a lot to say. And then I imagine him being like, ladies, respect your husbands. How in God's green earth did that mean you become the spiritual leaders mm-hmm. and you push him around and you relegate him to a second-class citizen in your home? I'm just trying to figure out how yeah. that equals respect, you know? And I think he would have a lot of very frustrating rebukes if you walked into I, I totally most Christian yeah. homes, you know? So I think wives should submit to their husbands and I think husbands should submit to their wives. Yep. But I think it looks very different. It, it looks differently as it's played out. And right. one of the lines that I used to say and still do, when it comes to husbands and wives, equal in value, different in function and role. Yep. And if we can't embrace Just that, like we've missed the whole point of this Ephesians 5 passage. Yep. I think you've hit it on the head. So I'm not against submission. I'm against abuses of it. Agreed. I'm not against husbands loving their wives as Christ loved the church. I'm against the abuses of it. Yep. And there are a lot of like, so what questions? What if my husband's a jerk? What mm-hmm. if I don't actually respect him? And I would encourage our audience to submit those questions to us. I think larger picture, like here's a, here's a challenging principle for people. The reality is that rebellion in us causes us to redefine terms yes. and to promote our own autonomy and authority, Mm -hmm. man, woman, whatever. And we are going to be responsible for these two little words. Jesus is going to look at me and say, did you love her? Did you love her as I love the church? And then he's going to look at the wives and say, did you respect him? Did you submit to him as you would submit to Christ? Right. And that does not mean being a slave. No. Again, you got to like, that's like, there are all these like whatever, but like the way he translates it is, is there should be a palpable experience Submission equals this, a palpable experience that your wife thinks highly of you. Yes. Forget about all the means and the ends. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. And the palpable experience of a wife is that she is nourished and cherished. Yeah. That's how he would, in Ephesians 5, he also translates love. Like, here's the emotional response. Mm -hmm. She's nourished, cherished. cherished. He is thought highly of or respected. He believes his wife thinks he is great. Sure. You know? Now, again, the question could be asked, what if he's not great? What if he's a loser? <laughs> you know, like, <clears throat> turn those ones in and we'll answer. Yes. <laughs> well, listeners, please come back next time when we answer another question, which will be, are kids who grow up in a Christian home more likely to become Christians? Mm-hmm.